the third book of the odysseys of homer this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by phil schempf the third book of the odysseys of homer translated by george chapman the argument telemachus and heaven's wise dame that never husband had now came to nestor who his either guest received at the religious feast he made to neptune on his shore and there told what was done before the trojan turrets and the state of all the greeks since ilion's fate this book these three of greatest place doth serve with many a varied grace which past minerva takes her leave whose state when nestor doth perceive with sacrifice he makes it known where many a pleasing rite is shown which done telemachus hath gained a chariot of him who ordained pisistratus his son his guide to sparta and when starry-eyed the ample heaven began to be all house rites to afford them free in ferris diocles did please his surname ortilochides another argument gamma ulysses son with nestor lies to sparta gone thence pallas flies the sun now left the great and goodly lake and to the firm heaven bright ascent did make to shine as well upon the mortal birth inhabiting the ploughed life-giving earth as on the ever-treaders upon death and now to pylos that so garnisheth herself with buildings old neleus's town the prince and goddess come had strange sights shown for on the marine shore the people there to neptune that the azure locks doth wear beeves that were wholly black gave holy flame nine seats of state they made to his high name and every seat set with five hundred men and each five hundred was to furnish then with nine black oxen every sacred seat these of the entrails only pleased to eat and to the god inflame the fleshy thighs by this time pallas with sparkling eyes and he she led within the haven bore struck sail cast anchor and trod both the shore she first he after then said pallas now no more befits thee the least bashful brow to embolden which this act is put on thee to seek thy father both at shore and sea and learn in what clime he abides so close or in the power of what fate doth repose come then go right to nestor let us see if in his bosom any counsel be that may inform us pray him not to trace the common courtship and to speak in grace of the demander but to tell the truth which will delight him and commend thy youth for such prevention for he loves no lies nor will report them being truly wise he answered mentor how alas shall i present myself how greet his gravity my youth by no means that ripe form affords that can digest my mind's instinct in words wise and beseeming the ears of one so sage youth of most hope blush to use words with age she said thy mind will some conceit impress and something god will prompt thy towardness for i suppose thy birth and breeding too were not in spite of what the gods could do this said she swiftly went before and he her steps made guides and followed instantly when soon they reached the pillion throngs and seats where nestor with his sons sat 
and the meats that for the feast served round about them were adherents dressing all their sacred cheer being roast and boiled meats when the pillion saw these strangers come in thrust did all the men draw about their entry took their hands and prayed they both would sit their entry first essayed by nestor's son pisistratus in grace of whose repair he gave them honoured place betwixt his sire and brother thrasymed who sat at feast on soft fells that were spread along the sea-sands curved and reached to them parts of the inwards and did make a stream of sprightly wine into a golden bowl which to minerva with a gentle soul he gave and thus spake ere you eat fair guest invoke the sea's king of whose sacred feasts your travel hither make ye partners now when sacrificing as becomes bestow this bowl of sweet wine on your friend that he may likewise use these rites of piety for i suppose his youth doth prayers use since all men need the gods but you i chose first in this cup's disposure since his years seem short of yours who more like me appears thus gave he her the cup of pleasant wine and since a wise and just man did design the golden bowl first to her free receipt even to the goddess it did add delight who thus invoked hear thou whose vast embrace enspheres the whole earth nor disdain thy grace to us that ask it in performing this to nestor first and these fair sons of his vouchsafe all honour and next them bestow on all these pillions that have offered now this most renowned hecatomb to thee remuneration fit for them and free and lastly deign telemachus and me the work perform for whose effect we came our safe return both with our ship and fame thus prayed she and herself herself obeyed in the end performing all for which she prayed and now to pray and do as she had done she gave the fair round bowl to ulysses son the meat then dressed and drawn and served to each guest they celebrated a most sumptuous feast when appetite to wine and food allayed horse-taming nestor then began and said now life's desire is served as far as fair time fits me to inquire what guests these are fair guests what are ye and for what coast tries your ship the moist deeps forfeit merchandise or rudely coast ye like our men of prize the rough seas tempting desperately erring the ill of others in their good conferring the wise prince now his boldness did begin for pallas self had hardened him within by this device of travel to explore his absent father which two girlons wore his good by manage of his spirits and then to gain him high grace in the accounts of men o nestor still in whom neleus lives and all the glory of the greeks survives you ask from whence we are and i relate from ithaca whose seat is situate where nias the renowned mountain rears his haughty forehead and the honour bears to be our sea-mark we essayed the waves the business i must tell our own good craves and not the public i am come to inquire if in the fame that best men doth inspire of my most suffering father i may hear some truth of his estate now who did bear the name being joined in fight with you alone to even with earth the height of ilion of all men else that any name did bear and fought for troy the several ends we hear but his death jove keeps from the world unknown the certain fame thereof being told by none 
if on the continent by enemies slain or with the waves eat of the ravenous main for his love tis that to your knees i sue that you would please out of your own clear view to assure his sad end or say if your ear hath heard of the unhappy wanderer to too much sorrow whom his mother bore you then by all your bounties i implore if ever to you deed or word hath stood by my good father promised rendered good amongst the trojans where ye both have tried the grecian sufferance that in not applied to your respect or pity you will glose but unclothed truth to my desires disclose o oh, much loved said he since you renew remembrance of the miseries that grew upon our still in strength opposing greece amongst troy's people i must touch a piece of all our woes there either in the men achilles brought by sea and led to gain about the country or in us that fought about the city where to death were brought all our chief men as many as were there there mars like ajax lies achilles there there the in council like the gods his friend there my dear son antilochus took end past measure swift of foot and stayed in fight a number more than ills felt infinite of which to reckon all what mortal man if five or six years you should stay here can serve such inquiry you would back again affected with unsufferable pain before you heard it nine years sieged we them with all the depth and slight of stratagem that could be thought ill knit to ill past end yet still they toiled us nor would yet jove send rest to our labours nor will scarcely yet but no man live that would in public set his wisdom by ulysses policy as thought his equal so excessively he stood superior all ways if you be his son indeed mine eyes even ravish me to admiration and in all consent your speech puts on his speech's ornament nor would one say that one so young could use unless his son a rhetoric so profuse and while we lived together he and i never in speech maintained diversity nor sat in council but by one soul led with spirit and prudent counsel furnished the greeks at all hours that with fairest course what best became them they might put in force but when troy's high towers we had levelled thus we put to sea and god divided us and then did jove our sad retreat devise for all the greeks were neither just nor wise and therefore many felt so sharp a fate sent from minerva's most pernicious hate whose mighty father can do fearful things by whose help she betwixt the brother kings let fall contention who in council met in vain and timeless when the sun was set and all the greeks called that came charged with wine yet then the kings would utter their design and why they summoned menelaus he put all in mind of home and cried to see but agamemnon stood on contraries whose will was they should stay and sacrifice whole hecatombs to pallas to forego her high wrath to them fool that did not know she would not so be won for not with ease the eternal gods are turned from what they please so they divided on foul language stood the greeks in huge rout rose their wine heat blood two ways affecting and that night sleep too we turned to studying either other's woe when jove besides made ready woes enow morn came we launched and in our ships did stow our goods and fair girt women 
half our men the people's guide atrides did contain and half being now aboard put forth to sea a most free gale gave all ships prosperous way god settled then the huge whale-bearing lake and tenedus we reached where for time's sake we did divine rites to the gods but jove inexorable still bore yet no love to our return but did again excite a second sad contention that turned quite a great part of us back to sea again which were the abundant in all counsels man your matchless father who to gratify the great atrides back to him did fly but i fled all with all that followed me because i knew god studied misery to hurl amongst us with me likewise fled marshal tydides i the men he led gat to go with him winds our fleet did bring to lesbos where the yellow-headed king though late yet found us as we put to choice a tedious voyage if we sail should hoise above rough caius left on our left hand to the isle of syria or to that rugged land sail under and for windy mimas steer we asked of god that some ostent might clear our cloudy business who gave us sign and charge that all should in the middle line the sea cut for eubia that with speed our long sustained in fortune might be freed then did a whistling wind begin to rise and swiftly we flew through the fishy skies till to garistas we in night were brought where through the broad sea since we safe had wrought at neptune's alders many solid thighs of slaughtered bulls we burned for sacrifice the fourth day came when tydeus's son did greet the haven of argos with his complete fleet but i for pylos straight steered on my course nor ever left the wind his foreright force since god foresent it first and thus i came dear son to pylos uninformed by fame nor know one saved by fate or overcome whom i have heard of since set here at home as fits thou shalt be taught not left unshown the expert spearman every myrmidon led by the brave heir of the mighty-souled unpeered achilles safe of home got hold safe philoctetes poeon's famous seed and safe idomeus his men led to his home crete who fled the armed field of whom yet none the sea from him withheld atrides you have both heard though ye be his far-off dwellers what an end he had done by aegisthus to a bitter death who miserably paid for forced breath atrides leaving a good son that died in blood of that deceitful parricide his reekful sword and thou my friend as he for this hath his fame the like spirit in thee assume at all parts fair and great i see thou art in all hope make it good to the end that after times as much may thee commend he answered o thou greatest grace of greece orestes made that reek his masterpiece and him the greeks will give a master praise verse finding him to last all after days and would to god the gods would favour me with his performance that my injury done by my mother's wooers being so foul i might revenge upon their every soul who pressing me with contumelies dare such things as past the power of utterance are but heaven's great powers have graced my destiny with no such honour both my sire and i are born to suffer everlastingly because you name those wooers friends said he 
report says many such in spite of thee wooing thy mother in thy house commit the ills thou namest but say proceedeth it from will in thee to bear so foul a foil or from thy subjects hate that wish thy spoil and will not aid thee since their spirits rely against thy rule on some grave augury what know they but at length thy father may come and with violence their violence pay or he alone or all the greeks with him but if minerva now did so esteem thee as thy father in times past whom past all measure she with glorious favours graced amongst the trojans where we suffered so oh i did never see in such clear show the gods so grace a man as she to him to all our eyes appeared in all her trim if so i say she would be pleased to love and that her mind's care thou so much couldst move as did thy father every man of these would lose in death their seeking marriages o oh, father answered he you make amaze seize me throughout beyond the height of phrase you raise expression but twill never be that i shall move in any deity so blessed an honour not by any means if hope should prompt me or blind confidence the gods of fools or every deity should will it for tis past my destiny the burning eye damned answered what a speech hast passed the teeth-guard nature gave to teach fit questions of thy words before they fly god easily can when to mortal eye he's furthest off a mortal satisfy and does the more still for thy cared-for sire i rather wish that i might home retire after my sufferance of a world of woes far off and then my glad eyes might disclose the day of my return then straight retire and perish standing by my household fire as agamemnon did that lost his life by false aegisthus and his falser wife for death to come at length tis due to all nor can the gods themselves when fate shall call their most loved man extend his vital breath beyond the fixed bounds of abhorred death mentor said he let's dwell no more on this although in us the sorrow pious is no such return as we wish fates bequeath my erring father whom a present death the deathless have decreed i now use speech that tends to other purpose and beseech instruction of grave nestor since he flows past shore in all experience and knows the slights and wisdoms and whose heights aspire others as well as my commended sire whom fame reports to have commanded three ages of men and doth in sight to me show like the immortals nestor the renowned of old neleus make the clear truth known how the most great in empire atreus's son sustained the act of his destruction where then was menelaus how was it that false aegisthus being so far unfit a match for him could his death so enforce was he not then in argos or his course with men so left to let a coward breathe spirit enough to dare his brother's death i tell thee truth in all fair son said he right well was this event conceived by thee if menelaus in his brother's house had found the idle liver with his spouse arrived from troy he had not lived nor dead had the digged heap poured on his lustful head but fowls and dogs had torn him in the fields far off of argos not a dame it yields had given him any tear 
so foul his fact showed even to women us troy's wars had racked to every sinew's sufferance while he in argos uplands lived from those works free and agamemnon's wife with force of word flattered and softened who at first abhorred a fact so infamous the heavenly dame a good mind had but was in blood to blame there was a poet to whose care the king his queen committed and in everything when he from troy went charged him to apply himself in all guard to her dignity but when strong fate so wrapped in her effects that she resolved to leave her fit respects into a desert isle her guardian led there left the rapine of the vultures fed then brought he willing home his will's one prize on sacred altars offered many thighs hung in the gods fane's many ornaments garments and gold that he had the vast events of such a labour to his wish had brought as neither fell into his hope nor thought at last from troy sailed sparta's king and i both holding her untouched and that his eye might see no worse of her when both were blown to sacred sunium of minerva's town the goodly promontory with his shaft severe augur apollo slew him that did steer atrides ship as he the stern did guide and she the full speed of her sail applied he was a man that nations of men excelled in safe guide of a vessel when a tempest rushed in on the ruffled seas his name was frontus oneterides and thus was menelaus held from home whose way he thirsted so to overcome to give his friend the earth being his pursuit and all his exequies to execute but sailing still the wine-hued seas to reach some shore for fit performance he did fetch the steep mount of the malians and there with open voice offended jupiter proclaimed the voyage his repugnant mind and poured the puffs out of a shrieking wind that nourished billows heightened light to hills and with the fleet's division fulfils his hate proclaimed upon a part of crete casting the navy where the sea waves meet rough jardanus and where the sidons live there is a rock on which the sea doth drive bare and all broken on the confined set of gortes that the dark seas likewise fret and hither sent the south a horrid drift of waves against the top that was the left of that torn cliff as far as festus's strand a little stone the great sea's rage did stand the men here driven scraped hard the ship's sore shocks the ships themselves being racked against the rocks save only five that blue forecastles bore which wind and water cast on egypt's shore when he there victualling well and store of gold aboard his ships brought his wild way did hold and the other languaged men was forced to roam mean space aegisthus made sad work at home and slew his brother forcing to his sway atrides subjects and did seven years lay his yoke upon the rich mycenaean state but in the eighth and to his affrighting fate divine orestes home from athens came and what his royal father felt the same he made the false aegisthus groan beneath death evermore is the reward of death thus having slain him a sepulchre feast he made the argives for his lustful guest and for his mother whom he did detest the self-same day upon him stole the king good at martial shout and goods did bring 
as many as his freighted fleet could bear but thou my son too long by no means err thy goods left free for many a spoilful guest lest they consume some and divide the rest and thou perhaps besides thy voyage lose to menelaus yet thy course dispose i wish and charge thee who but late arrived from such a shore and men as to have lived in a return from them that never thought and whom black whirlwinds violently brought within a sea so vast that in a year not any fowl could pass it anywhere so huge and horrid was it but go thou with ship and men or if thou pleasest now to pass by land there shall be brought for thee both horse and chariot and thy guide shall be my sons themselves to sparta the divine and to the king whose locks like amber shine entreat the truth of him nor loves he lies wisdom in truth is and he's passing wise this said the sun went down and up rose night when pallas spake o father all good right bear thy directions but divide we now the sacrifices tongues mix wines and vow to neptune and the other ever blessed that having sacrificed we may to rest the fit hour runs now light dives out of date at sacred feasts we must not sit too late she said they heard the heralds water gave the youths crowned cups with wine and let all have their equal shares beginning from the cup their parting banquet all the tongues cut up the fire they gave them sacrificed and rose wine and divine rites used to each dispose minerva and telemachus desired they might to ship be with his leave retired he moved with that provoked thus their abodes now jove forbid and all the long-lived gods your leaving me to sleep aboard a ship as i had drunk of porpenia's whip even to my nakedness and had nor sheet nor covering in my house that warm nor sweet a guest nor i myself had means to sleep where i both weeds and wealthy coverings keep for all my guests nor shall fame ever say the dear son of the man ulysses lay all night a shipboard here while my days shine or in my court while any son of mine enjoys survival who shall guests receive whomever my house hath a nook to leave my much-loved father said minerva well all this becomes thee but persuade to dwell this night with thee thy son telemachus for more convenient is the course for us that he may follow to thy house and rest and i may board our black sail that addressed at all parts i may make our men and cheer all with my presence since of all men there i boast myself the senior the others are youths they attend in free and friendly care great-souled telemachus and are his peers in fresh similitude of form and years for their conferments i will therefore now sleep in our black bark but when light shall show his silver forehead i intend my way amongst the cockans men that are to pay a debt to me nor small nor new for this take you him home who in the morn dismiss with chariot and your sons and give him horse ablest in strength and of speediest course this said away she flew formed like the fowl men call the ossifrage when every soul amaze invaded even the old man admired the youth's hand took and said o most desired my hope says thy proof will no coward show 
nor one unskilled in war when deities now so young attend thee and become thy guides nor any of the heavens house states besides but tritogenia's self the seed of jove the great in prey that did in honour move so much about thy father amongst all the grecian army fairest queen let fall on me like favours give me good renown which as on me on my loved wife let down and all my children i will burn to thee an ox right bread broad-headed and yoke free to no man's hand yet humbled him will i his horns in gold hid give thy deity thus prayed he and she heard and home he led his sons and all his heaps of kindred who entering his court royal every one he marshalled in his several seat and throne and every one so kindly come he gave his sweet wine cup which none was let to have before his eleventh year landed him from troy which now the butlerus had leave to employ who therefore pierced it and did give it vent of this the old duke did a cup present to every guest made his maid many a prayer that wears the shield fringed with his nurse's hair and gave her sacrifice with this rich wine and food sufficed sleep all eyes did decline and all for home went but his court alone telemachus divine ulysses son must make his lodging or not please his heart a bed all chequered with elaborate art within a portico that rung like brass he brought his guest to and his bed-fear was pisistratus the martial guide of men that lived of all his sons unwed till then himself lay in a by-room far above his bed made by his barren wife his love the rosy-fingered morn no sooner shone but up he rose took air and sat upon a seat of white and goodly polished stone that such a gloss as richest ointments wore before his high gates where the counsellor that matched the gods his father used to sit who now by fate forced stooped as low as it and here sat nestor holding in his hands a sceptre and about him round did stand as early up his son's troop perseus the godlike thrasymed and aretus echaphron stratius and sixth and last pisistratus and by him half embraced still as they came divine telemachus to these spake nestor old gerenius haste loved sons and do me a desire that first of all the gods i may aspire to pallas's favour who vouchsafed to me at neptune's feast her sight so openly let one to field go and an ox with speed cause hither brought which let the herdsman lead another to my dear guest vessel go and all his soldiers bring save only two a third the smith that works in gold command laertius to attend and lend his hand to plate the both horns round about with gold the rest remain here close but first see told the maids within that they prepare a feast set seats through all the court see straight address the purest water and get fuel felled this said not one but in the service held officious hand the ox came led from field the soldiers trooped from ship the smith he came and those tools brought that served the actual frame his art conceived brought anvil hammers brought fair tongs and all with which the gold was wrought minerva likewise came 
to set the crown on that kind sacrifice and make her own then the old knight nestor gave the smith the gold with which he straight did both the horns enfold and trimmed the offering so the goddess joyed about which thus were nestor's sons employed divine echaphron and fair stratius held both the horns the water odorous in which they wash what to the rites was vowed aretus in the cauldron all bestowed with herbs and flowers served in from the holy room where all were dressed and whence the rites must come and after him a hallowed virgin came that brought the barley cake and blew the flame the axe with which the ox should both be felled and cut forth thrasymed stood by and held perseus the vessel held that should retain the purple liquor of the offering slain then washed the pious father then the cake of barley salt and oil made took and break asked many a boon of pallas and the state of all the offering did initiate in three parts cutting off the hair and cast amidst the flame all the invocation passed and all the cake broke manly thrasymed stood near and sure and such a blow he laid aloft the offering that to earth he sunk his neck nerves sundered and his spirits shrunk out shrieked the daughters daughter-in-laws and wife of three-aged nestor who had eldest life of climate's daughters chaste eurydice the ox on broad earth then laid laterally they held while duke pisistratus the throat dissolved and set the sable blood afloat then the life the bones left instantly they cut him up apart flew either thigh that with the fat they dubbed with art alone the throat brisk and the sweet bread pricking on then nestor broiled them on the coal turned wood poured black wine on and by him young men stood that spits fine pointed held on which when burned the solid thighs were they transfixed and turned the inwards cut in cantles which the meat vowed to the gods consumed they roast and eat in mean space polycasti called the fair nestor's youngest daughter bathed ulysses heir whom having cleansed and with rich balms bespread she cast a white shirt quickly over his head then his weeds put on when forth he went and did the person of a god present came and by nestor took his honoured seat this pastor of the people then the meat of all the spare parts roasted off they drew sat and fell too but soon the temperate few rose and in golden bowls filled others wine till when the rest felt thirst of feast decline nestor his sons bade fetch his high-maned horse and them in chariot join to run the course the prince resolved obeyed as soon as heard was nestor by his sons who straight prepared both horse and chariot she that kept the store both bread and wine and all such viands more as should the feast of jove fed kings compose pervade the voyage to the rich coach rose ulysses son and close to him ascended the duke pisistratus the reins intended and scourged to force to field who freely flew and left the town that far her splendour threw both holding yoke and shook it all the day but now the sun set darkening every way when they to ferris came 
and in the house of diocles the santur silicus whom flood alpheus got slept all that night who gave them each due hospitable right but when the rosy-fingered morn arose they went to coach and did their horse and clothes drave forth the forecourt and the porch that yields each breath a sound and to the fruitful fields rode scourging still their willing flying steeds who strenuously performed their wonted speeds their journey ending just when sun went down and shadows always through the earth were thrown end of the third book